what? What? You're going to tell me. <laughs> I read a thing today and it was talking about how people are always shitting on Tamlin and saying that like Reese is so much of a better person, blah, blah, blah. But they were like, Tamlin literally gave Reese a kernel of his power so he could come back alive. Like he did that for Feyre and he did that for Reese. And they were like, Reese would not have done that for Tamlin. Tamlin is horribly depressed and his core, everything is like in ruin. And Reese shows up and is basically, yeah, you should kill yourself. (laughs) No, but then at the end of... I know, but I'm just saying, they have a point. But you think about it. So... I'm also not a Tamlin hater. No, no, no. I I know you're not. I, I obviously have a lot of issues, as does all of the fandom with Tamlin. I how he came back and was like, Oh, I've been spying on the King. Yeah. This whole, that, yeah. His, I, but I don't feel like that from the get go, that was his plan. He was going to turn over anything and everything that he could to try and get favor back. He was doing whatever he could do to get favor back. And he was going to throw anyone and anyone under the bus. And then once he realized he couldn't back out of what he fucking did and he had to lay in that bed that he made he was like oh i should probably do for the better and just become a spy i've already convinced the king that i'm gonna do whatever so i might as well just ride this wave out and i I get that so i think that is that's the big hold up for me you know what that is that's growth the way you were able to step back and not just hate his guts and just like otherwise he'd be dead yeah Hi, I'm Olivia. And I'm Kelly, and this is a Court of Theories podcast, where we deep dive all things Akatar, Throne of Glass, and Crescent City. This podcast contains spoilers. Do you think Gwen's going to be evil? Have you seen those evil Gwen theories? No. But oh, you haven't? Tell me. No. Okay, so there's theories about Gwen being a light singer. Okay, I have seen those. Okay. Yeah, because that's why when her singing and Azrael singing. Azrael being a shadow singer. Her yes, being a yes. He sings. Like, he, he actually sings. Yeah. When? She asks him if he's able to sing, and he says yes. Who? And Gwen. When? In A Court of Silver Flames. No, she fucking doesn't. Are you sure? Now, it, now I'm fucking guessing See, myself. I've, but how would I, where would I pull that out of? What brain fold would I have pulled that out of? In, if, a, in a bonus chapter. I haven't read that. It says in a bonus chapter of A Court of Silver Flames, he reveals to Gwen that he can sing. Oh, then yeah. Because the, the first, so I bought A Court of Silver Flames when it ca- came out in 2021. So like it was fresh. So yeah, whatever bonus chapter is in the back of uh-huh. my hardback. I don't have that. And yeah, I don't know if my, where I bought like all the paperbacks. I have the paperback side. It's not in there. Oh, so you should be able to Google Bloomsbury bonus chapters for quarter silver flames. And it should take you to like the Bloomsbury site and you might be able to pull it up. I saw where somebody said that, but yeah. Okay. Then I fucking ruined the bonus chapter for you. That's fine. I don't care. But Um, yeah, it, but I did not know that. 
Anyways, the Lightsinger thing, Cassian is telling Nesta about Lightsingers, about how they're, like, really beautiful, and then they sit by these lakes, and they, like, drown you and kill you for fun, basically. And, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't and like that, but... That, <laughs> but that's, that's a thing that Sarah talks about in an interview. She was talking about how she'd read about these fairies, and they basically, like, sirens, like, they would... Essentially the same thing Cassian says. They would yeah. say, these blakes and pools and they would drown you. And she's like, so I didn't want to write about like cute little pretty fairies. I wanted to write about like murder fairies. So I'm like, there's theories out there that Gwen is actually like her twin and like potentially Oh, so it's, evil. Not, it's not Gwen that's evil. Maybe. Or yes. She's so a little sassier than I remembered on my last, my latest she reread. She's sassy. I was like, she, she really was, comes out. Yeah. She was a bit sassy, but even from the beginning, cause I, for some reason in my head had her being very kind of meek and timid. And then on my reread, I was like, no, she's sad. Like she's afraid to leave, but. And I think just given her circumstances of her ending up in Reese's library with all of the others, cause that's their refuge, their safe haven. So I think, you want to make her meek, but she's really just there as like a refuge. And then Asriel is the one that saved her, found her and brought her back. And then in Russian Russian mythology, you have the Rasalka, these beautiful young women who sit by these pretty forest pools and you're so drawn to them. And then you go up to them and they drag you into the water and drown you. Uh, You have a similar thing with the sirens in Greek mythology who like drive men crazy and want to kill murderers. Yeah, I was waiting to see if you were going to say sirens. So she, the light singers are described the same way as the Rasalka that she's just talking about. Uh Uh-huh. As being, so this is quoted from the book. There are light singers, lovely ethereal beings who will lure you appearing as friendly faces when you are lost. Only when you're in their arms will you see their true faces and they aren't fair at all. The horror of it is the last thing before they drown you in the bog. Then, But they kill for sport, not food. I'm not surprised that obviously we have been doing name research and Homegirl did her research. Yeah. For her to go ahead and be like, oh, yeah, I pulled this from this mythology. So I'm trying to think what book or what movie where it's because like mermaids are supposed to be where like where they are like mermaids or sirens where they trick the seamen and like the (laughs) seamen. Yep. Yep. The sailors seamen on the high seas and they see them as these beautiful creatures in the water and they have these angelic voices and then they dive in after them and then when they get up close to them they are these hideous beings that have razor sharp teeth and claws and that's the last thing they see before they take them underwater and drown them and then eat them and then there's a lot of the dark like fey tales that on holly black will do a lot with like the folk of air though those fairies are even your high fairies of the seely and the unseely they are some of those that they have glamoured themselves to be beautiful and then they unglamour themselves and they are literal monsters pulling from all of that mythology that's what i like so much i don't i'm learning more and more about that i didn't really 
know a ton going into it. Another thing I saw today, which is on topic, kind of not Howl's Moving Castle. Have you ever seen that? So I've never actually watched it or read the book, but it pops up a lot in my Instagram algorithm. Sarah J. Mass loves it. She said that that's one of her favorite things. And apparently Reese is very similar to Howl. Like he even has a line of there you are. I've been looking for you line. Yes. Okay. So I I had seen where people had made parallels, but I did not realize that she loved that too. But I did see where your Howl's Moving Castle people that have read Akatar are like, holy shit, look at this. And I just thought it was just one of those like fun little coincidences. But if she loved it that much. So I've never read it, but I would love to watch it. And I've actually seen that people love it. Yeah. It would be better than the books. Even before we started doing our like name origin research, Mm -hmm. I love... Clearly, I love like mythology and I love looking up names and stuff. Do you want to live love Lucian sticker? Yeah. Okay. Because I have one in my cart. I, was, <laughs> I, have, I have two in my cart and I was like, I'm going to ask her if she even Yes, wants. I love that. Okay, good. Uh, listen, I'm rooting so hard for Lucian. I love Lucian. I love him so much. When I first read Akatar, I thought Lucian was going to be the love interest. I had, I was blindsided by Tamlin. <laughs> He's so sassy. And when he gives... He could talk to me like that every day. When he gives Feyre that dagger and he's like, don't stick it in my back, please. I love you. I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) I just... I'm such a sucker. No, he he deserves the absolute best. I love him. I truly do believe that he's he'd be fucking around with Jurian and Vasa. For sure. Ain't nobody... If If you don't think that he is... We got to get you out from under whatever rock you're under. He's over across the way, living his best life. And good for him. I do. I think he is allowed to fuck around because Elaine's meh. But I really do think that him and Elaine will end up together. I hope so. I do ship that. As much as I think that Elaine and Asriel would be very cute, I am definitely a Gwenriel shipper. Because there's just too many parallels with them. I did read the bonus chapter of him re-gifting that necklace yeah. from Elaine to yeah. Gwen, which yeah. I, that's some fuckboy behavior. That's some definitely some fuckboy behavior. And because I, yeah, Azrael is a fuckboy. If you really take what Reese and Cassian say about him, so he's very secretive about stuff, but allegedly he has a ton of lovers that whole biggest wingspan thing. You can't tell me that he is not using that to his advantage, but I truly do believe that he is a huge fuck boy. Maybe. And then he panicked. He panicked. Also Reese cock blocked him really hard. Okay. So while you've been over there doing whatever it is that you're doing, uh, I've been doing some more name meaning and I went back because I have Cormac's name on here. And I realized I didn't do his last name because I've also been, if they have a last name that we know, I've been trying to do do it. Because I'm like, I, they have the ones that have last names for a reason. I'm just thoroughly convinced. What was his last name? So his last name. Would you like to talk about? Was 
Donnell, D-O-N-A-L-L. His name, his first name Cormac is Irish and it is son of the charioteer. And this is from actual, not from sites that you have found that mm-hmm. SJM fans are like, I'm going to make blah, 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 blah. It's Irish for son of the charioteer. And then his last name is Donal or Donal. How that's, you? that's Rune's mom's last name. Are they related? Yes. They're cousins. Okay. Yeah, they're cousins. It's gross. That that was like another one of the points of that inbreeding thing, which we find out that it was just going to be a facade. Cormac wasn't really about trying to bang Bryce, but so then also his last name means descendant of. It's D O M H N A L. So Domnal, which means ruler of the world oh the high king or like because it was so yeah so ruler of the world and so it's of scottish origin so it is so domnal is old celtic name of ruler of the world so then that is the how some of the names like have transformed over the years it is Donal, but then it's O'Donnell mm-hmm. is the Scottish. So then she's just taken the O off of it. But yeah, it comes from a Scottish origin and then it's descendant of Domnal and then Domnal is ruler of the world. Interesting. Very interesting. Especially if she is giving us last names, they mean something. I sent this to you earlier, but it's got to be touched on. Lydia. Yeah, that one's good. This one is so good. So it's Lydia Curvos. So Lydia is Greek for the beautiful one, or it also means noble one. And then her last name, Curvos, is Spanish. It's a Spanish origin. And it's a nickname from Siervo, which means stag. Love it. And also, I didn't send you this, but I found this, that a hind is a female deer. I did not know that. And also while I was in this, that her her father, so Lydia's father's shifter, he was a stag shifter. So you can't fucking tell me (laughs) that she is not some fucking descendant of Aelin's and that it is not a split face of Aelin and Lydia on this goddamn cover. You can't tell me that it's not because the gold and then just the way that things were ending. We're going to see so much with Lydia that whole daytime, that fire, the fucking stag and deer shit. Like Mm. it's all Bitch did it on purpose. <laughs> like, While we're talking about the stag and in relation to Aelin, when I reread Akatar, I texted you and I was like, so right before the great right, Tamlin has to go out and kill a stag for a sacrifice. Uh-huh. What? <laughs> yep. Specifically. Yeah. Real specific. Real yeah. sus. Real sus. Also, when I found this out, and I'm, and people may have already known this, but this was just something that... I got really excited about 
was Terrison. Also, can we talk about how Aelin, it's a made-up spelling, but it's likely derived from Aelin, A-Y-L-I-N, which is of Turkish origin, meaning of the moon. Hmm. But anyways, Terrison, and whenever you break it down, Terra and Sin, those words coming together. Terra is the earth. Sin means old. It literally means old earth, old land, because it's been shown that the map of Terrison overlays the map of Printhian, and they are on top of each other. And it may have come up in Throne of Glass, or they've talked about it like that, but just... That is the literal meaning of Terrison. Love it. I love it. I'm here for it. And again, people may have already been like, duh, fucker, you're so stupid. But uh, like I had said before, I read these as two very different series. And so then just to have all this shit like start crossing over in front of my face, especially with the Crescent City stuff, I'm so excited about it because it's fucking genius. It's so genius. And the fact that we know, but we don't know that Bryce's tattoo is word marks. These slow, like these slow realizations of all the day and night connections throughout each series. It's there. Bryce is the dusk that's going (sighs) to unite them all. I looked up her name, and so hers is a gender-neutral Scottish name that means speckled or freckled. And then, or it can also mean fleeting or breakable, which I don't connect, like that. <laughs> I connected the fleeting with stars. Okay. Like on her chest, shooting stars, those are fleeting. Um, but... I think one of my favorites is uh, the Irish origin that means descendant of the handsome man. There you go. I mean, listen, there is nothing that says that her dad ain't good looking. You know, those autumn court guys are nice looking. Lucian's a daddy. Come on. Yeah. I was also looking up. I was looking up a lot of them. I think one of the ones that I found that was really interesting was Hypaxia's name is of Greek origin and it literally means highest or supreme. She's going to be queen of the witches. Yes, she is. If she's not already just the hidden one. I did like that Ethan's name. So it's Arabic Muslim origin and it means proud and strong. I just like that one. Just the fact that he has had to make some really hard decisions and that just, it makes me feel good. Cause there for a little bit, I was like, Oh no, is he going to die too? <laughs> Can I admit something? Yeah. When I first started reading it, I thought his name was Ethan. When I first read it, I was like, <laughs> that can't be right. It's definitely just has to be like yeah. a, a different of Ethan, I'm just but, but I'm silly. I, no, mood. that's okay. You've heard some of my, <laughs> you've heard some of mine. Another one is Adius. So his name is of Lithuanian. Mm. Like Lunathian. Huh? And it means echo. 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 Okay. Mm. Yep. I don't know. I was just. Are I you kinda... talking about ADAS? A-I-D-A-S? Yep. Okay. 
that's what I meant. <laughs> that's, I'm not like uh, shitting on you. I just wanted clarification. Yes, yes, yeah. So his name is Echo, or like his name means Echo. Prince of the chasm. He occupies the fifth level of hell. Where you constantly hear echoes. No. Do you? I don't know. I'm kidding. I, yeah, I don't. We learned about the seven circles of hell in English Lit senior year. Do you remember that? Fuck no. No, you don't remember that. I have retained a lot of things from that really fucking hard class because we had to study so hard. As a... It's funny you bring that up. James and I were literally just talking like two days ago about school because Warren is doing, he's doing pretty well in school, but like I've been concerned because he'll write some of his like numbers and stuff backwards. Oh, okay. So I'm like crossing my fingers. That doesn't mean anything. And it just means he's five. Um, but anyways, Jameson was like, I hated school. I didn't do good at school. I never studied. And you probably studied all the time. And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> I'm like the first time I studied was English lit yep. in my senior year. <laughs> yep. That is the first time that I ever studied. Don't worry. So also I want to talk about Baxian for a minute. Let's hear it. So is he an animal before we get, I imagine him like in an animal form. Is I thought he a he, shifter? I thought he was a black dog. Okay. But does he shift into a human? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Form humanoid form. Yeah, he. Okay. Yeah, but he's a shifter. But he's also, he's a big black dog because also he was. Oh yeah, because his animal form is a hellhound. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was like, it's a big black dog. So yes, so he is a hellhound, and yeah, he's he was Danica's mate. Yeah, so I told you that I just started rereading uh, House of Earth and Blood last night. Yes, and Danica is like the right after she shows up to Griffin antiquity, she like takes a shower and she comes out in her wolf form. I totally missed that the first time she comes out in her wolf form, but she can talk fully. Like they're like walking down the road and Bryce is petting her, but they're having a conversation. I was like, what? I don't remember that either. But in, in Akatar, whenever Tamlin is in his beast form, he can't speak. Right. Any of them in their animal Wait. forms don't speak. Lysandra couldn't speak. I thought he, when he broke you're right. the I'm, door. You're right. He did speak. Didn't he? Yep. Now, I don't know about. Because he calls Feyre a murderer and, he, and he's in his beast form. Now, I don't know about Lysandra. I don't think she can speak. But she's. I forgot n- about Tamlin speaking. But she's not. To me, because she can shift into any. That is like the coolest fucking thing. That power. is the coolest fucking thing. But I don't think when she's in an animal form that she can talk. Uh, yeah, because Adian confesses his love to her and she can't say anything back. Yes. God, that melted my heart. I know. And I was like, shift back, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Okay. So anyways. Yeah. So Baxian is the hellhound. Okay. Yeah. Because him and, him and Lydia are homies. So Baxian, his name originates from Chinese. Oh shit. He has wings. Yeah. Why did I not remember that? Okay. His name means Ba is eight and Zian is immortals. Eight immortals. Eight immortals in Chinese mythology. The eight immortals were a legendary group of eight individuals beings who had transcended the human state to become endowed with divine and supernatural attributes or powers. What? 
That is so fun. I love that find. Good job. That one I was like, shut up. If this means eight pointed star, I'm going to fucking lose my mind. (laughs) Are you fucking kidding me? And then his last name, so his Argos, is of Greek origin. And it means vigilant guardian. I love it. Okay. I love the whole thing. So it's that just he's made the him so much more guardian. Yeah, that just made him so much more interesting to me. First off, he became so much more interesting when he literally confessed everything about him and Danica. So why eight? Like you? Okay. So do you think that this means like he's part of another group of eight people, or you think this means he's like the eighth in terms of the seven princes of hell? See, I don't know. We have, that's why I was like, if this means eight pointed star, I will shit a brick. <laughs> Sarah loves a lot with like her seven. We do a lot with seven. So he's a Malachim. Yeah, he's but a- he, yeah, but he shifts too. Okay. See, I did not pick that up. We talked about this before already, but the whole like veneer Malachim, yes. all of these different things have been so confusing to me. Okay. And I think that's what deters a lot of people from this series yeah. is that there is such a deep world building like um a girl we went to high school with just finished Akatar. she had read it in her kindle and so it had all the books and she was just like this was such a fun ride i definitely am going to miss these books and so i told her that she needed to go ahead and read crescent city because even if she hasn't read throne of glass yet you're gonna the way that Crescent city, she's going to see more. It's going to be, it would be more fun for her to read Crescent city. I went on there and I told her, Hey, if you're looking for another series by Sarah, read Crescent city, since there's just two books out right now. And then I said, then the third one comes out in January. So if you want to read the two of them now and prepare for January, but I'm going to warn you that as easy of world building and stuff that there was in Akatar, Crescent City, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard to map out. It's hard to just keep up with everyone because you get thrown into this whole new modern world. And do you know that she told me that? So I guess you're Libby or whatever Uh for the library. 21st in line for Crescent City. Are you saying that's a lot? Yes. Oh, yeah, that is. That's a lot. Bitch, just buy it. You're going to want it. She was like, yeah, I'm 21st in line. And I said, you can go on there and I'm pretty sure that you can get the paperback or even the hardback for 20 bucks. I have four versions. But you can get, which Barnes & Noble is getting ready to release the new paperback. I just ordered those. Yeah, I'm excited. So back to the eight. I don't mm. feel like that there's like a rogue eighth one or whatever, even though you think he's going to join them. I don't know, but it's just so weird that it's, so it's eight immortals and then a vigilant guardian. Mm. Like those are the meanings of his first and last name and the fact that we're but given like, a first and last name. Yeah. And he's become like a good guy though. You're, like I'm like, you were a baddie. So I'm on Crescent city wiki and I clicked on Pollock's which all a lot of the Crescent City people have last names, which is interesting. Yes, it's very interesting. But I clicked on Pollux uh-huh. Antonius. <laughs> and it says, also known as motherfucker number one from Hunt Athlon. <laughs> <laughs> so his name is, so Pollux is Greek. 
and it means crown, very sweet, fit for royalty. Mm. In Greek mythology, Pollux is a twin brother of Castor. Together they are known as Dioscuri or the Gemini. Okay. Okay. And so then Antonius is, I found that it is Latin for priceless one. Okay. So he might be important, huh? Yes. So also, I like what she did here. And he's the one that hooks up with Lydia, right? Pollux? Yes. Yes. But he's a bastard to her, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's the one that whenever her and Rune are in their dreamscape, he's the one that pulls her from the dreamscape. Oh, God. Yeah. They're like in bed together, right? Yes. And that's not what she wants, but she has to keep that face on. I hate that for her. I know. I hate it so much. Um, but one of the ones that I found that I thought was just was fun is fun just that she thought this through enough. So Emil and Sophie. So Sophie being the Firebird. Mm-hmm. Thunderbird. Sorry. They're both classic cars. It's fine. They're both classic cars. <laughs> they're both they're both Maybe, from they're from both from mythology. Like yeah. Thunderbirds are Native American. I don't Native. know why I even remember that. Yeah. But, uh, but anyways, and I, I'll tell you why. Firebird immediately came. So Renast, their last name is Latin French for rebirth. Okay. Yeah. And so Emil, his name in Latin is derived from the Latin Emilius, meaning rival, trying to equal or excel, emulating. I love that at the end of Sky and Breath, Bryce is just like, hey, mom and Randall. Here's a new kid for you. Right. Don't ask questions. Like, Randall's score, a fishing buddy. Right? <laughs> like, like, and I'm like, that is the most. You're right. You know what? I definitely see why you saw him as a Midwestern dad. Yeah. Right? <laughs> he definitely has he like, definitely white that, new balance. Yes. He took that kid in with the with his white new balance. And he said, here are my grassy new balances that you I have. You ever shot it. a rifle? Yeah. <laughs> what they're doing. They're, you know what? Casey is definitely a Midwestern dad. Did you know that Rune is 75 years old? Why is that so gross? Reese is like 500. And I'm like, it's fine. But Rune's 75. And I'm like, ew. Because it's comparable to our grandparents. <laughs> or for me, my dad. Can't help it. He. Okay. I know that we're talking about names. But can we talk about why the Oracle tells him that the royal bloodline shall end with you, Prince? He's not going to die, right? No. He's insinuated he doesn't want to have children. I think he just assumes that he won't because of this. I hope that it means that it's going with Bryce instead, but he would still. Because. This is sad. Why would she do that to him? I know. I know. Also, whenever she openly said that we needed to be worried about him, I'm like, don't play me. I guess not everybody can have the idyllic life in a story or else it's just whatever, but he why also, not? Also, he has been getting the shaft from yeah. a really abusively shitty dad for a really long time. And I don't know, because technically, like I have said before, Bryce is more powerful than even the Autumn King. Mm-hmm. So technically, yes, he's like the prince. She's going to go on and be the fucking queen and since they're half siblings and okay so now my wheels are turning so they're half siblings Mm -hmm. and then so the autumn king is both of their 
dad, right? Bryce does not recognize the Autumn King as her dad. She recognizes Randall as her dad. She will go on to become the queen. And so I think that's how their royal bloodline will end because she does not recognize the, the Autumn King as her like dad. That's Randall for her. He was just a donor, a sperm donor. And so I don't know. I feel like it might be just a play on words because I, you know, it's like oracles and seers don't always see things clearly or they'll see things as things are playing out right at that moment, but things can shift and change. And yeah, and if he, if him and Lydia, because they end game too, they going to be together. I said it. I'm putting it out in the universe. I'm putting it out there. I, okay, I'm reading the, this Crescent City Wiki. I forgot that Lydia and Hypaxia were half sisters. Yes. God, why did I forget that? Because I think it's just because they're just two totally different people. And Hypaxia is a witch and allegedly Lydia's not. She's a shifter. So you're, since I think it would, we wouldn't disconnect them as much as if Hypaxia was a shifter or yeah. if Lydia was a known witch. Because Hypaxia being the highest supreme and then Lydia, because they always talk about that she is beautiful. So she's the beautiful one. She's the noble one. Which one, Lydia? Okay. And not saying that Hypaxia is she not got beautiful. That fire. Yeah, she's got that fire. And then Hypaxia is a supreme witch, which is bitchin'. <laughs> Can we also just sidebar really fast for how my heart breaks for when Hypaxia finds out about the betrayal of her lover, Celestina? Yeah. And what she did to ruin and hunt because like she doesn't know that she fucking pulled that shit and I'm pretty sure it's because she thinks that they were all gonna they were gonna tell about her and Hypaxia it's fucked up it's so fucked up and that's why I'm like I want Hypaxia to fucking just kick her ass with her fucking witchy ass powers but then that also makes me nervous that if they battle it out, like what's going to happen to Hypaxia? I don't know. Because you know, she, she's clearly like her and Ethan have a friend relationship. Hypaxia and Ethan do. So they both have such deep interwoven connections with like Rune or Hunt or Bryce. They're going to band together to protect their friends. Sometimes those lovers, man, we saw that with Bryce and Sandriel. She wasn't great either. Like, God, I know there's so that, that's why this world is so big. There's so many keys. There's so many players. So Regalius is Arabic for foot, but listen, <laughs> okay. Cause I'm not impressed. Keep going. Okay. So at first I was like, okay, okay. But Regal is the second brightest star in the Orion constellation. Oh, Okay. And is dubbed the foot of Orion, as in it, it is at the base of the constellation. <sighs> Sarah, you little sneaky badger. Uh, so, yeah, when I first saw, I was like, oh, 
Okay. <laughs> like, okay. I was like, that's disappointing. So he is the head of the Asteri. Just to rehash that for everybody. He is literally a star in Orion's belt. Who is Orion? Hunt. Hunt, baby, hunt. Athy. Oh, little Athy baby. That means if there's any, if there, if we're doing anything like directly based on the mythology and the etymology of his name. It's also probably worth noting, maybe, I don't know, that he, Regelius is the one that grants Hunt his permanent freedom with the C marked over his brand until his capture. <laughs> yep. And they've also talked about like how his true form is unknown. He requires a host body to contain his power and he wastes away as time passes due to the strain currently inhibits the body of a slim and lanky teenage fay boy with cold eyes and a chilling smile. You know who that reminds me of? Who? The bone carver. Oh, taking, oh, like just yeah. Taking that form of a kid. Yeah. And having a creepy smile. Yeah. He, every time, especially whenever I would see like fan art, there was one fan art that I saw of them doing like the bone carver to look like, Nicks and it was legitimately creepy. It was like voided eyes, like this like little smirk. It was creepy. Cause at first you're scrolling through and it's, I probably did this late at night where I'm like, Oh look, it's a, it's cause it was like when the Nicks fan art really exploded and like right after silver flames. And I was just like scrolling through and then I was just like, Oh, and then I went, Oh no, <laughs> it was definitely, you got me. But yeah, so with Regalius's, if we are looking at directly at the mythology and the etymology of his name. Him's a foot. Him's a foot. <laughs> him's a left foot. I think that we're looking at that hunt and or Thur. However that will play out is going to fucking rock his world. I'm so nervous about all of the parallels between Hunt and Thur and Ragnarok and Twilight of the Gods. And I'm like, please don't die. I know. I just want everybody to get along and be happy in the end. Yeah. I thought that one was just like a really big one. Just that literal connection to Orion and him being directly into that constellation and also him being the leader of the Asteri and being the biggest dick on the planet. I really think that for lack of a better term, that he's just going to get kicked in the ass by Orion's foot. (laughs) I do. I, and I think that is just her foreshadowing that hunt will be Regalius's demise. As a physical book lover, we've all found ourselves in major need of a bookmark when we've been rudely interrupted while reading. Interruptions like your job, your needy pets and family, or your spouse wanting to tell you all about a random thing that they've been doing, all while you're at a really good part. Don't they see that we're reading? And in those moments, we've all found ourselves having to grab for a receipt, a post-it note, a scrap of paper, or the absolute worst, dog-earing your page. Well, in those moments, Case Leatherworks has you covered. Their dog ear bookmark fits perfectly over the corner of your page, so you never lose your place. Their products are made with top-grain American leather in a variety of colors, 
and you have the option to customize your bookmark with your initials. Along with their bookmarks, they offer a variety of home good products that's perfect for any reading nook. Support small business by visiting caseleatherworks.com and our listeners will receive 10% off your first order by using code THEORIES at checkout. That's offer code THEORIES at caseleatherworks.com. Another one that was just, it's very obvious, but it was just fun to just look. So Ember, obviously fire, Ember, well-established in its British spark burning low. We've talked about that possibility of that Ember leftover from Aelin's power Mm -hmm. passing through. Her name is literally Ember, but I just thought that just looking at the origin of the word ember, so spark burning low. Ember can also be used as an alternative spelling for amber, which means jewel, with which roots in Sanskrit and means the sky. Mm. And so the color amber looks like dusk. It does. It's kind like of brownie yellow. Y- yes. You know that made me, you saying jewel made me think of. She's got red hair, hair right? No. Best believe does Ember have red hair like Bryce? Or does Bryce get that from the Autumn King? I think that she has dark hair, but I don't think it's red. Okay. Yeah, I think she gets, at least I don't think so. Now that you're asking, I think that some of the fan art that I have seen of her hair is just like. I think she gets it from the Autumn King after I said that. Her hair color is black. Okay. So she gets the red hair from the Autumn King. I just thought that was just fun. Like I said, obviously her name is Ember, so an Ember of Fire. But just that it can be Amber, which is that those like warm yellow tones, caramely, and then the sky. And I'm just piecing it together with Dusk. We're going to get smacked in the fucking face with the Dusk Court in this. So It's giving me so much anxiety. <laughs> I'm so like worried about who's going to die now. I know someone's someone's going to have to. Okay. So just going on to some of the ones that have a, a, a little bit. Apollyon is the prince of the pit and the star eater, right? You think he's daddy? You think he's the father? Is Amran's father? His name is Hebrew. Okay. And does it mean father? It is a place of destruction and an angel of the abyss, the destroyer, the angel of the bottomless pit. She is literally taking... Okay. His name and his role. And and then it said Abaddon. And I looked up what that was because I'm like, I don't. A place of destruction, an underworld abode of lost souls. Hell. He is a fallen angel in the bottomless pit of hell. Okay. And so she has done a literal biblical crossover. But hear me out. How are you asking about him being daddy? Mm-hmm father with an f capital f Mm -hmm. hit me so the mother above okay that's what they always say right mother above she's the creator so then basically when in terms of if we're going to go into that like biblical christianity vibe the mother is god right all of creation she is pouring down from the cauldron from the heavens okay the father of hell. Okay. He is daddy. You think? He's got to be. If the mother is above, the father is below. So that means Amran came from hell. I was, okay. I Let me just get out my little notes. Oh. 
Oh, oh, it's I Libby Notes time. I have notes about this. Amron, what is she? No. Is she from hell? There are many references of Amron dragging someone to hell. Mm-hmm. Many references. Also, when Amron talks about her father, mm-hmm. capital F, she talks about how she was someone who destroyed things. Mm-hmm. He was a vengeful god, she said. That motherfucker isn't a stevie. Yeah. Because also, yes, there are seven Asteri that landed in Midgard. That doesn't mean there's only seven. Like in all of I just assume wherever. that she's the one that's missing. Because isn't Apollyon, isn't he the star eater? Yes. Okay, yes. we just said that. So I wonder, did he actually, or is that just like their thing they say? Of like how one of them is missing. I don't know. So the Star Eater's name derives from killing the Asteri Sirius and eating her body afterward. So he like let her soul free. Since that destroyed act, the evidence. Since that act, his true name hasn't been uttered in Midgard. So and So that then, was Amron, right? He like opened her up, pushed her soul through a rip in time, and he was like, Here you go, be free. Now I have to destroy the evidence. Ow. Because she <laughs> well, I didn't expect that because she was talking about how she started to feel Mm -hmm. and care and become curious. And they, none of them do that. They don't feel, they don't care. Ain't nobody got time for that. And then also it says during the final battle of the first wars, Prince uh, Peleus and the Prince of the pit faced each other. The two of them fought for around three days until the Star Eater struck the fatal blow, but not before Peleus was able to summon all of the horn's strength and banished the Prince of the Pit, his brethren, and their armies back to hell. He Do still- you know who else fought someone for three days? Enelius on Ramiel. Mm-hmm. This <sighs> little magical rock. He sealed the northern rift forever, so only small cracks in it or summonings with salt can bring them over now. And then Peleus wielded the horn until he died. And it's now on Bryce. Her direct connection to hell. It's tattooed on her back with tattooed some word marks. Back. Yep. I am truly convinced that Amran is from hell. What is their hell? And that... Well, yes, she is now just high fey. They don't really talk about it too much, but you can just tell by the way that everyone still treats her. She is still so fucking powerful that her high fey is like higher than anybody else's. Yeah. But it, with the exception of Reese and Farah. They just think she's real scary. And she, I love that she's like this tiny person and Mad Schofield's fan art of Amarin is my favorite. I love that rendition of her. But at the same time, I also picture her as Edna Mode. Oh, same. (laughs) 100% without the glasses. Yeah. Yeah. No capes. Yeah. No capes. Especially because she calls when she talks to Nesta, girl. Yeah. And I'm like, I hear it in Edna, no capes. Yeah, she does call everybody girl and boy, doesn't she? Yeah. You just hear her call Nesta girl more often. It's almost that's like her mom tone. Girl. Yeah. And when she finds out that Feyre and Reese have bound themselves together, she's we'll talk about your stupid bargain later, boy. Yeah. Yeah. She calls Cassian a boy a lot. Yeah. Well, 
fair enough. God, I love Cassian. I love Cassian so much. One of the small ones that I couldn't really get a whole lot of their name just is Therian, which... Bro, why did you do what you did? Yeah, that seems really ridiculous to me. Like, I get that Queen is not better than the situation that you were in. And I get that he doesn't want to be down there and he feels bad for lying to his betrothed or whatever. But they ain't leaving. No. They're not leaving the river. You could have just stayed out and never gone back. Yeah. You could dip yourself in the ocean and you would be fine. Or a bathtub. Yeah. As long as you touch water, pour a water bottle on you. My God, keep a flask. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so Therian, I really had a hard time. I could not find anything for as far as direct etymology or like mythology for the name Therian. Mm -hmm. It really was trying to take other ones so i don't know if she if maybe there means something but his last name kidos is swahili for depth which mm. i just thought was just fun because of him being like a merman and you may find something on therian but i really just couldn't find anything it definitely kept trying to like i think it was like therios is what it was trying to take it to but I didn't write that down just because I was trying to look for Therian mm-hmm. to just keep going with those that are in Bryce's little inner circle or Hunt's little inner circle um, so the next one that I, I just liked because I know she does pull I especially in Crescent City she pulls a lot from Hebrew and the Bible so Isaiah is Hebrew for salvation of the Lord His last name is Tiberian. And so it it also is like that Hebrew Latin because of relating to or resembling the Roman emperor Tiberius or his policies, which of course I had this, I may or may not have been avoiding work today. Therian spelled T-H-E-R-I-O-N is Hebrew for a Greek for Beast of the Depth. That's cool. Oh, that is cool. Okay. Uh, and it also says, like, in mythology, Therian is a pre-existential beast considered to be the first monster within all of creation, as well as the monstrous and most primal side of God. In Greek, Therian means wild animal or beast. Oh, good. There's also a constellation. Of Therian? Therian is the name that the ancient Greeks gave to the constellation Lupus. Which is wolf. Are you fucking kidding me? What? So, (laughs) Jesus Christ. So just looking at Isaiah, salvation of the Lord, and then Tiberian, of relating to or resembling the Roman emperor Tiberius or his policies, and everywhere that I'm looking, it says Tiberius. In full, Tiberius Caesar Augustus. Or Tiberius Julius Caesar Augustus. Fucking Caesar. Et tu Brute. So which one of these motherfuckers is going to kill Isaiah? Because if your last name is literally the name of Julius fucking Caesar, who be Brutus and who's going to fucking kill him? Hunt. Hunt is not going to kill Isaiah. They're homies. So were Julius and Brutus. No, okay, okay fuck off. You're right. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. 
<sighs> so I feel like that's definitely some foreshadowing. I will say that throughout the series, I always, I have gotten a weird vibe from Isaiah. I don't know. It just, I feel like, like he takes his like little new title pretty seriously. And I feel like that's a red flag. Yes. Yes. Uh, I don't know. Just since the beginning, I really didn't get a good vibe. Like, I mean, they were all in the same shit boat mm-hmm. of, but he still had like loyalty to the upper power. And I'm yes. like, bro. Right. I'm like, what are you, whose desk are you crawling under? Mm. I said what I said. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously there was like some self-righteousness that's going on and he is trying to stay elevated. He definitely wants to keep himself above hunt in any way that he possibly can, whether that's like being truly like ranked over now you hunt. wondering about Julius Caesar. Well, you don't remember all of our Julius Caesar stuff from Stansbury's class. He'd be disappointed in you. Brutus was an assassin. He's Hunt's totally going to kill Isaiah. You're probably <laughs> right. God damn it. Yes. That is a direct link to Roman history, not yeah. even mythology. This is history. What are you ewing at? This like bust of a descendant of him is very freaky. It looks like a real person's eyeballs. <gasps> Ew, I'm scared that's going to Yeah, I don't want to. <laughs> don't look at that anymore. I don't. Close the blinds. Close it. <laughs> also, I just saw this physical description of Apollyon. I know they're like, we're flipping back and forth, but it says that Apollyon has the ability to change his appearance, not only physically, but also in his mental projections. He first appears in Hunt's dreams, and while Hunt doesn't see him, Hunt describes Apollyon possessing leathery wings that whispered with his soft, deep voice. However, when he appears in to Bryce in her dreams, he appears as a golden hair, golden skinned male with black eyes. Bryce likened to unending darkness in a handsome appearance similar to that of the statues. Bryce described his movements as being more animalistic than humanoid. Why we be seeing Reese in one? <laughs> like that's just where my brain immediately goes. That's like, like that makes me think Reese and Helion. Yes, exactly. That's what I was going to say. Why we see Reese in one and Helion in the other. Oh, Lord. Those, have ni- mercy. Those, those literal night and day parallels. God, I'm so glad we drew those conclusions the other day. This makes us seem so smart. Oh, we are so smart. Uh, you, you know what I attest it to? I'm sure it was gonna, definitely the Southern Indiana yeah, high school. That- yep. Yeah, I'm going to triangulate us hard. Uh, <laughs> so when people, when we say something that somebody fucking hates, they're going to hunt us down. They're going to find my pigeons. They're going <laughs> to, they're going to take them out one by one. We're going to think it's that hawk. So, yeah. So it's just wild to me that Bryce literally sees him as like Helion and hunt sees him as Reese or like an Illyrian. That's just, I did not see, that's just a wild parallel to me. But another thing, okay. You said that she, Bryce says that he looks like the statues. Yes. I've been reading stuff lately about how 
some of the Akatar characters are potentially statues in like Elaine. Crescent City. Elaine and Lucian has yes. been one that's been brought up. Yes. Which is a theory of why she doesn't want to be with him because she knows what's going to happen to them, essentially. Because isn't there something that she says? Maybe it's in Silver Flames and I haven't fin- I haven't done my reread of that one yet. I can I- hear your heart beating through the stone. Yes. Can you hear mine? Yes. Yes. And so I think that, yeah, I think that's why Bryce she doesn't want to be with him. Bryce also says something about the statue seeming alive. Yes. she's And she says that multiple times. Oh, that it's, I'm getting chills. That every time she's in, she sees them and she walks through, she does. She's just like, oh, it's like they're watching me. It's they're alive. It's almost like I can feel them. So. I'm having a religious experience right now. I know. I have chills over my whole body. I know. I know because people have made like the stone statue connections, but to legit break it down to whenever we're talking about literally the Prince of hell and how he's seen the day and night and how all of these parallels between the whole day and night thing. And the it's, it's just too, she's too good. Bitch is too good. She's so subtle about it too. Yes. That if you just don't pay attention to every effing word. And th- th- okay, this kills me. I need to really stay off of Reddit. Oh yeah. But I was on Reddit two nights ago or something and people were talking about it and they're like, she has so many loopholes. She gets so many characters that never come back. And so many things she says is just filler. And I'm like, you just don't know how to fucking read critically. No. Yeah. Because that sometimes those characters that like may not have quote unquote have a nice pretty ending that's wrapped up in a bow. We could very well be seeing those characters because also there's what two more Akatar books that are that she has scheduled. I think there's going to be more than that. And then a novella for sure. And then I'm sure that we're going to do something else with the Crescent City. There's still so many pages that yeah. we can revisit what has happened or you don't have the answer right then and there. But then as these other pieces link together, it's holy shit. And it maps right back to that. If she's building this whole world, she's not going to tie it up in a bow at the end of every book. That's not what her books are. Mm-hmm. We do get some really nice little gifts at the end and you get your feel good fuzzy moments, but the fact that the way that she ended both House of Earth and Blood and Sky and Breath with these horrible cliffhangers, that makes you want to ram your head against the wall. Because I read House of Earth and Blood before Sky and Breath came out. Yeah, I would have been dying. And I was dying. I went in a spiral for days. I'm I went in right a sp- now. I-, I swear, if we get this book in January, okay, no. This month, we are doing the watch of her. That better be an announcement about another fucking book, and it better be next year. I swear to God, if she announces that another book doesn't come out until 2026, I'm going to rip my hair out piece by piece. I saw where, and I, I don't remember exactly where it was, but it's just been within like the last week where somebody was talking about the possibility of the next Akatar coming out in 25. Why? Why can't you release more than one book a year? Katie Get it Robert together. Does it. <laughs> Dictate in your car. 
give us what we want. <laughs> but even then, Silver Flames fucking came out in 2021. That's three years between books. And I understand that she really No, has that's re- not true. When did Earth and Sky and Breath come out? But for as far as... Akatar. Akatar. 2022. So that's two years. February of 2022. Two years between Crescent City 2 and 3. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she better announce that she's been contracted for another... Crescent City, because there's four houses. You need four books at least. Yeah. And she better tell us that, surprise, in November, you're going to get Akatar 6. And we're going to be like, yay. Yay. And at the, honestly, I'd even be, first off, I'd like to just stop what I'm saying and circle back to, I love how you picked November. It's very popular. You fucking birthday for releases. month, bitch. I know, but it's very popular for releases. You're like, for my birthday, that would be wonderful. <laughs> well, like, think I about can't it. wait. Think about it. If you're gifting. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Okay, a lot of movies come out around Thanksgiving or before. Yeah. It's a very popular time. I know. Time. I know. Okay. It's your Q4 moneymaker time. I work in fundraising. I understand how the quarters work. But also, it's your birthday month. And that's when good things happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Scorpio season. Yeah. I saw something that I actually, I know exactly who it was. It was that Buncee book club. Uh-huh. I told you about her doing yes. all those parody uh, I, I stickers and bookmarks. She's, She's so very funny. funny. She, did you see her Akatar Zodiac the other day? She's like, who you are, who you're, who is your Akatar character based on your Zodiac? And she's like, I don't know shit about Zodiac. This is all just yes. vibes. Yes. Yeah. She, I don't even remember who it fucking was, who Scorpio was. She was just like, this is my least favorite sign. And it's like Tamlin or something. I'm like, you bitch. Yeah. My least favorite sign. I am a delight. Uh, you. Yeah. Was it in a real? Probably. No, I think it was a slot carousel. Oh, here it is. So Capricorn is more. I don't. Aquarius is Resan. Pisces is Asriel. See, I'm pissed because she gave us Aries, Eris. They rhyme. Yeah, no, that's what she said. Yeah. A Taurus is Cassian because apparently this is the horny sign. (laughs) (laughs) And then Gemini, Jurian, it's giving double agent vibes. (laughs) The eyeball ring that she uses. Cancer, Pharaoh, we love a codependent queen. Leo is Nesta. It's the vibes. And the girlies love the vibes. Virgo is Lucian. It's giving virgin vibes because Elaine is never going to put out. (laughs) Oh, poor Lucy. A Libra, Elaine. Girly just wants world peace. (laughs) Scorpio is Tam. I don't know. It's my least favorite sign. That's so rude. Sorry. Sorry, that was really loud. That's so rude. Sagittarius is Amran, toxic, but we... I'm just pissed that we're like Eris. But unless Eris comes back and was really just a good guy a, wearing a bad... He, yeah, he's he's got to be. He's got to be. We've been talking about names. I was looking at my list of names. Okay. So I just would like to say that Lahaba's name is Hebrew and it just literally means flame. 
Oh yeah, I saw. It. I looked that like, up. Like it's just <clears throat> a a literal Hebrew word for flame. And then I put over here on the alternative where it says, "I'm not crying, you're crying." Our little, our sweet little flame queen, Lily. Uh, our sweet little baby, Lily. Um. So another one. So I looked up juniper. Do you is know, Lily, and we would all get along very well because I think we would love fangs and bangs. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. Oh my God, I would be like, Bryce, shut up. Let us watch this. <laughs> I, like, I can't watch, I cannot watch reality TV. Like, it embarrasses the shit out of me. But I think if it was monsters, I'd be okay. Yeah, because I get secondhand embarrassment from that. And then also, I just get really pissed off at reality TV. I cannot watch any of that, like, Love is Blind or... Oh, no, God, uh, no. Bachelor, yeah. I could never... No. If you like it, good for you. Right. I personally cannot handle it. I'm not it. here to yuck your yum, but I, I enjoy, fucking hate it. Yeah, I enjoy manufactured cringe. Yeah. A la Michael Scott. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Scott's Tots. Yeah. Worst episode. I, I, I'm fine with it. It, But it hurts me. It As many times as I've seen it, it physically hurts me. I'm just like, oh my God. <laughs> I'm like, not this episode. Oh, no. Anyways, 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 anyways. So Juniper. Yeah. So her name is Juniper Andromeda. That is the name of the galaxy. Yeah. Also, if she's not an incredible... (laughs) Mr. and Mrs. Incredible. I don't know. Just It just sounds like one of... Isn't there one of the superheroes not Andromeda? I don't know. Is there not something with Pixar that's Andromeda? Now I'm... There's something. She's in Hercules. Disney's Hercules? Uh-huh. The movie or the TV show? Fucking TV series Hercules. Maybe that's what in it is. In the original Greek mythology, Andromeda was the daughter of Cepheus and Cassiopeia when the former claimed that her daughter was more beautiful mm-hmm. than... Whoever, Poseidon sent the sea monster Cetus to attack the kingdom until Andromeda was chained to a rock to be sacrificed. Oh no, if Juniper gets sacrificed, I'll be so sad. But also, I don't really know her. So Juniper is Latin for young or evergreen. So she's going to die young. She'll be young forever. But also evergreen, evergreen. Like forever. Yeah, we'll see. Anyways, but Andromeda is Greek for leader of humankind. So she's not she, even a human. Right. She Fawn. has hooves. Right. Right? Yeah. Okay. She's also a dancer. It's some bullshit that Bryce has too big of a butt, but you can have hooves and dance. Okay. Right, 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 right. Also, can we just talk about, too, that I understand that Juniper was a little upset that Bryce... Pulled the princess card to get Juniper the position that she deserved because I guess normally fawn shifters or whatever don't receive those kind of accolades. But why? You don't have to be a huge fucking bitch about it continuously for 800 goddamn pages. <laughs> like, get the fuck over yourself. Yes, I'd be like, bitch, you drew attention to me. But then like, I'd also look at you and say, thanks. Thanks for sticking your fucking neck out Maybe and ruining your annoyed. fucking life yeah. because you officially attached yourself to the autumn King to make sure that I got something that I truly deserve because you loved me that much as a friend, but I'm going to be a bitch <laughs> for 800 pages yeah. and I'm going to save, save everybody and 
fight for to keep the door open so people can evacuate, but I'm still going to be mad at you. God, that stressed me out. Oh, I was so stressed out. But then to jump up from Juniper to Fury. Fury Axtar. Is Amran. <laughs> I also definitely had that where I'm like, bitch, is that whenever you go... Do you just put Barry into sleep when you're visiting and then you just go and run off in your fury? So fury is Greek in mythology, a winged goddess who punished wrongdoers Mm -hmm. because we don't know a lot about fury and we don't know a lot about what she actually does Uh and who she does it for. She's, she's a freelancer, if you will. Yeah, I kind of wonder if she has connections with the Jessaba. So her last name, Axtar, is Middle and New Persian in origin. And it means star or constellation. Damn, everybody is a freaking star. So She's a runner, she's so a track star. She is the star or constellation of a winged goddess. That's just mm. what I'm putting together. So it's really strange that she's in mythology as a goddess, a winged goddess. Why are you looking at me like that? What am I missing? Like the Asteri. Oh, Amron had wings. Just saying. No, I, that's the full connection, you broad. Oh, oh. Jesus. I'm really good at this. Yeah. You know what? All this work. <laughs> said why are you looking at me (laughs) because i thought you'd get it by now (laughs) yeah i hope that in this book we're going to find out more about fury because also fury why are you over here you're gonna go and just like skin somebody i'm just assuming that's i just envision that she's torturous and then you're gonna be like don't be mad at june she's just upset like (laughs) like really fury also ignored Bryce for a year. Yeah. Yeah. A really. Those are really shitty friends. Right. And so first off. Bryce was going through it, man. Bryce was going through it. And y'all didn't do nothing except start hooking up. Right. And ignoring her. June's. Oh, hi. She'd stop by every once in a while. Invite her to a fucking dance class while she's so. She doesn't want to fucking dance. She's so goddamn depressed that she can't get out of her fucking bed. But you're over here like, I really. I got you that spot in that dance class and you didn't show up. So now I'm mad. Like. Why are, you, why are you always mad? Yeah. She did the same thing to Bryce. She, the What Bryce did for her, she did for Bryce. Huh. That's very hypocritical of you, Juniper. Yeah. And Bryce never once got mad at you. That's also so... She did. But she showed up. She still showed up. Mm. But also, everybody be treating her like shit. Mm-hmm. Bryce, not June. Because Juniper's... Where she sits in her house, she is what would be considered like a lesser fae. Okay. Yeah. So her getting such a prestigious role in the ballet, that's why people are so upset about it. But it it's one of those that she deserved it because of her talents, but she didn't get it because of her status. And so Bryce was like, fuck everybody. Fuck you. I'm going to get her what she deserves to have. I'm going to stick my neck out and then completely just now be at the mercy of my sperm donor because I wanted to take care of one of my best friends who then treats me like shit. 
And then my supposed other friend that be banging that friend just doesn't do anything for a year who has shown that she knew what Danica was up to, who also, listen, RIP, but fuck off. You were using Bryce for whatever your little scheme. I feel like Bryce has probably been used and abused her whole life. Yeah. Because... Not by her mommy, but... No, but like Fury even going to Crescent City University was a front. Yeah. I feel like Danica being close to her was a front. Yes. No, that's what I'm saying. And with Danica having the ability to sniff that stuff out, what else did she sniff out on Bryce other than stuff with her and Rune that all of a sudden she's, oh, maybe I do need to be friends with this bitch that she can probably lead me to some very important people. And that pisses me off. Yeah. And I know you asked this the other day. You're like, how are we supposed to feel about Danica? Do we hate her? Yes. The more and more we got into Sky and Breath, the more and more I hated her. I Which like, breaks my heart. Yes. Yes. Because I was like, you're not a good best friend. You're not a good friend. You're not a good person yeah. at all. And I, and it has nothing to do with the Wolfpack stuff. Cause I don't really actually think that Danica gave two shits about being coming like head honcho over that shit. She definitely wanted to fucking kill her mom, which that's fair. Mom's awful. But I think she had all this other stuff going on that she was just whatever. Speaking of that, of the Sabine and Danica and all them, when I started reading earth and blood, mm-hmm. the first, like the one of the first couple of pages, it's talking about Danica and her sword. Mm-hmm. Do we find out like what that is? Do I just not remember? Danica has a sword that's from her grandpa that was supposed to go to Sabine and he bypassed her and gave it to Danica. He said on her 18th birthday, it called to her. It was an excuse. Um, but I wasn't sure. Do we actually find out what that is? Literally a Reddit user says, does anybody know the name of Danica's sword i've been trying to research it but google is coming up short and this was like okay so ago. this is interesting because in akatar whenever or silver flames whenever nesta has ataraxia and she goes to the prison and sees landris or whatever the hell his name is mm-hmm. he says that's not it starts with an n he's afraid of that sword because it's a maid sword so somebody has put on here that it's just referred to as the Fendir sword or the Fendir family sword. But then someone underneath there, as you were literally saying that says the name was never mentioned, but I'm rereading silver flames right now. And I have a feeling her sword, Narbin, the great sword Nesta makes. You think her sword could be ataraxia? Huh? There's also Narbin, which is what Landers is afraid of. He says that's not Narbin talking about Ataraxia, not knowing that's a made object as well, because. So it could be either one of those swords, really. Yeah. I'm almost leaning towards it being Narbin because that was already made. And if it was going through the ages, I'm almost leaning more towards that than Nesta's sword. Did I just come up with my first unique theory? Maybe. 
I need to flesh this out more. Oh, gross. Just a sidebar. Whenever we were talking about Sabine, I was like, oh, I hadn't, I haven't had the opportunity. Lanthus. I think I was saying Landry. His name's Lanthus. Oh, I. There's a lot of names, guys. There's a lot of names, but I honestly, I knew who you were talking about. Doing the best I can. There's a lot of world building between two whole series. Okay. Narbon's power is said to not be like the savior's life of light of Gwydion, however you want to say it. I've heard both. Yeah. But far darker of death. Narbon is said to be powerful enough to have given the king of Hybern victory over the second war on Prithian if he had it and able to slay monsters such as Lanthus. So wouldn't that be interesting if Danica had a real dark sword and Bryce had the light star sword? Wouldn't that be something? And then you throw bitch, you're in, doing a good job. And then, bitch, bitch, you're doing you're doing a, and then you throw in our little buddy truth teller and you have a full trifecta. And it's said to be far older than Guidian. Rumor claimed Amarantha found it somehow at some point, but it would not come to her hand nor the hands of any of her commanders. Being denied by it to possess its power, she dumped it into the sea out of anger rather than let the king of Hybern attain it. For this reason, Narbon is believed to be lost and possibly destroyed. False. There's no way it's lost and destroyed or they wouldn't bring it up. Ah. Also, did she actually throw it or is that just what she said? Was that her cover story? And then she stowed it away somewhere and then someone found it like a wolf, like a Fendir wolf. Also, Danica Fendir, Mm -hmm. whenever I was looking up names for Throne of Glass, Fenris comes up Mm -hmm. and it's likely to be from Norse mythology it's a word I cannot pronounce, yep. but it literally translates into Fenrir wolf. Yep. F-E-N-R-I-R. So love that Danica Fendir is a wolf and that it's all. Are they far off multiverse relatives? I would love to see it. I mean, we're, you know, we're already seeing it with some Lydia of our other people. Alan. Yep. Mm. Wouldn't that be so cool if like just. No matter what timeline you're in, like those people are just meant to be together. Yes. That'd be so fun. It would be so much fun. Even if it's like strictly platonic. Yeah. Yeah. Just for people to just roll up with each other. Meant to be in each other's lives. Us breaking this down so much. There's just so many parallels, but also (laughs) this one's just a funny one. So I was looking at uh, a Valen as in looking that up. Oh, the name? Uh Origins? Yep. So it's Cornish for apple tree. Okay. Why are you looking at me like that? What's, what season is the apple tree? Autumn? Yeah, just a full circle kind of thing. Because Cormac is of the Avalon Fae, and that is Rune's Rune's cousin. And then like potentially the dusk court? Yeah. I just like the apple tree. I'm like, oh, I mean, that if that's not a direct link to autumn. I guess apples can grow anytime, right? Spring? Yeah, but it, by the time that they're ready to pick, it's fall. That's like a fall. You go to the apple orchard in the fall. Drunk that apple cider. It's almost apple cider season, BT dubs. And I'm here for it. 
So when we were talking about all of our, our wolfies earlier, I looked up Sabine name meaning and in the, in ancient Hebrew, it means understanding, radiating the light of understanding or wisdom. She ain't radiating no fucking light. She is a mean bitch. Like wisdom. She's, if she had it, she ain't sharing it. That's her MO, isn't it? Yeah. Just looking at the pack leader, he clearly knows a lot more than he ever leads on in his in and out state. And and I do believe that Sabine is not an idiot. She clearly very conniving, smart. She's also a huge bitch, but that's neither here nor there. Okay, Jezeba. Jessica It's a very, I know I've already said this, but this is so interesting to me that so many of these characters in Crescent City have last names. And Akatar, we like know almost nobody's last name. Maybe there's a reason. I think that it'll all start to come into play. And I think that we will start to find family lines and we'll learn last names. That would be really cool. I have written down in here that in Frost and Starlight, Whenever Feyre gets like all of her birthday presents and stuff, she names everything that she gets. Feyre's birthday is on winter solstice. So she gets like double presents. Mm-hmm. Um, so she gets a sketchbook, a sky blue scarf, a satchel for painting supplies. And most of these things have her initials on them. And she says they have her initials on them, but she never says what her initials are. Bitch. I just imagine like, fa. <laughs> but can we also talk about that Archeron? The origin of Artron. Okay, let's hear it. I'll add it to my Akatar tab here in a minute because I only got too deep into that. Okay, so Archeron is of Greek origin and it means river of sorrow. Oh, that's sad. The name is inspired by the Greek river of the same name, which flows through the Spropia in Epirus. In ancient times, the river was believed to lead to the underworld. Ooh. While Greek mythology buffs might recall Archeron as a waterway to Hades. Oh, that's fun. So that's really fun. Especially Nesta. And just the fact that she has underlying powers even before she ever was made i know i keep bringing it up but she repelled tamlin's glamour she fucking saw right through that shit just the way that they always describe her i thought archeron meant because pharaoh could use a bow (laughs) which like i definitely did too that's why i was like i'm gonna look this up and see so yeah, a river of sorrow that flows into hades that is fun and then they all end up in the night court which is likened to hell oh hold on what'd you find i typed in archeron but then it changed it to acheron which acheron is the river of sorrow that leads and like anytime that you try to type in archeron outside of stuff that talks about akatar it wants to change it to Acheron. Which is probably what it's from. Which is probably what it's from. And then she did do a play on words with Archer. Because I keep talking about... Acheron was a god of the underworld 
river and lake of pain in mythology, Greek mythology. The only ones that show up with Archeron is SJM. But then people even say... Oh, hey, this is fun. The Acheron is the principal river of Tartarus from which the Styx Mm. sprang like in Olympus, Dark Olympus. Yep. The Styx River and then Hades and the Dark and blah, blah, blah. Fun. What happens if you fall into the Acheron River? You'd be plagued with all of your woes and you would be too inconsolable to get out. Oh, God. You don't want to open up that can of worms. Mm-mm. You do not want to cross the sticks. No. The Acheron was a very large and wide river that circled around the vestibule of hell. Reese's beast form is very hellish sounding. With the dark black talons, his his Illyrian wings, like being like bat wings. And I had seen where people had talked about like Farah and Resand kind of being a Hades and Persephone retelling in a very loose sense. And just reading this about it being like of with its Greek origins and Greek mythology and taking you to the depths of hell to Hades. It gives me all Can that. Can I tell you something? Yes. Okay. So I think we're pronouncing it wrong for one thing. I think it's Acheron. But it, this well, I'm says, from Southern Indiana and I don't yeah, know anything. Well, <laughs> it's spelt like Acheron. It's um, like that. In classic mythology, it's a river in Hades in which Karen, Karen, I know that's Karen because of Dark Olympus, ferried the souls of the dead. So he literally takes the souls of the dead over into hell. Who else ferries the fucking souls over to the bone quarter over a river? Tell me. What's the river called in Crescent City? What's that shit mean? Oh. The Eastros River. Eastros, okay. I was close. Yeah, you were close. What does Eastros mean? Hang on, I'm looking. Eastros is an island in... I'm probably going to say it wrong. The Aegean Sea. It was a Greek colony, or polis, near the mouths of the Danube, known as the Easter, or Eister, in ancient Greek, on the western coast of the Black Sea. I don't know if this is true, but this says that as a name, Eastros means cleansing river, sister, south star. So I found that Eastros was a river god of Scythia in northeastern Europe. Yeah, if you found Sky, so this, this was based off of a river god. And if it has to do with stars. Yeah, let me look it up in Greek mythology. Eastros was the king of rivers. Just you bringing up like the star. It's giving that dusk court. Or in the nighttime hell. Eastros was the name of the Danube River was known by in Northern Europe in ancient times. In Greek mythology, Eastros, the king of rivers, is supposed to be so important that other rivers which escort his flow to present-day Black Sea have their names only for as long as they flow by him. Basically, everything flows into the Eastros. Interesting. That is, hmm. Acheron River. I'm adding this in to be number three of what on our list. For those listening, I 
went through a lot. I've done a lot with the Crescent City and Liv did a lot with the Throne of Glass. And so then we had our just our little Akatar. And so my first one was Baron, which he is Hebrew for noble landowner, Song of Strength. Fuck Baron. Yeah, fuck him. And then while I was just perusing around for... I want to say I was doing some of my stuff for Isaiah, looking up some of his stuff. Mielin is Helion's prized Pegasus. And it literally, his his name means little lightning. Oh, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> ka Yeah, ka Yeah, and Liv left a note in it that says, why the fuck are these the two you start with? <laughs> Baron was at the top of the alphabet. Also, he's the biggest dick, so might as well just put him first. And then, yeah, like I said, I just was like, oh, look at him. And also, he has onyx black wings. They said that it they're black because it looks like he flew too close to the sun. And I was like, oh, okay, Icarus. When Icarus flies too close to the sun in Greek mythology. I don't know that one. Here, I'll pull up the exact story. What were the Greeks on? Drug-wise? <laughs> Listen, it's all that wine. It is all that wine. According to the story... Thank uh, God they did. We'd have no content otherwise. Truly. They were living it. According to the story, Daedalus, De- a mythical inventor, created wings made of feathers and wax to escape from Crete, where he and his son Icarus were held captive by King Minos. Icarus, however, ignored his father's warnings and flew too close to the sun. His wings melted and he fell into the sea where he met his end. Okay. But yeah, that's the Greek mythology. I knew he flew too close and I couldn't remember if he died or not or if he just... Because also the in the Hercules Disney Channel TV series... Oh, his name was BT. Oh. He was the inventor. Icarus is one of... Hercules' best friends. He's got like a tweaky eye and where he had flown too close to the sun and shit. So back to Jessica. Jessica Roga, I found via Reddit, we'll take it with a grain of salt, but that Roga was an alternative name for Baba Yaga. And therefore, and therefore Baba Roga. I.E. She's a witch. Anytime that I tried to type in like Jessica name meaning, it kept wanting to give me Jessica. (laughs) Not happening. I'm like, nope, that's not because then literally there's a website that the first thing that it pops up of is Jessica is a very sensitive person who is essentially a sweetheart. No, no. And so I was like, someone made that up. Jessica is a witch, but it's just the, even just connecting it to like Baba Yaga. That's something that I highlighted. Is also spelled Baba Yaga. So Baba Yaga, Y-A-G-A is also spelled Baba Yaga, J-A-G-A. And in Slavic folklore, an ogress who steals, cooks, and eats her victims, usually children. Oh, a guardian of the fountains of the water of life. She lives with two of two or three sisters, all known as Baba Yaga, Y-A-G-A, in a forest hut that spins continuously on bird legs. 
what kind of, what's going on with that Slavic folklore? Also in Slavic folklore, Baba Yaga is a supernatural being who appears as a deformed and or ferocious looking woman. In the folklore record, Baba Yaga usually flies around in a mortar, wields a pestle, and dwells deep in the forest in a hut, usually described as standing on chicken legs. Okay. Jessaba on page, literally page five. <laughs> Jessaba is a 400-year-old enchantress who had been born a witch and defected. Jessaba had joined the House of Flame and Shadow and now answered only to the Underking himself. Flame and Shadow suited her well. She possessed an arsenal of spells to rival any sorcerer or necromancer in the darkest of the houses. So yeah, even if that was never put in there, strictly by her name, yeah. she is tied directly to the fucking witches. Let's see what else I got on here. So rune is Welsh for great and mighty. I tried to look up Danan. It's the name of the mountain range in either Akatar or... I think it's Throne of Glass. Throne of Glass. Yes. I'm pretty sure it's Throne of Glass. Um, but then also just trying to look. So Danan is a compilation of Don, so skill, craft, and the goddess named Anon. Um, Rune was Welsh, so... Love that for him. I know, listen... As a fellow Welsher myself. Um, and so then Anon is from the stream. Manon? Is that what you said? What'd you say? Anon. Oh, never mind. Yeah, no, not the same. Same but different. Just to talk about Hunt. I have Orion, Greek origin, meaning rising in the sky and dawning. And then Great Hunter. And then Hunt is so here this one was just interesting so orion is greek and then hunt is actually of british origin and i mean it means hunt hunter pursuer wolf everybody's a freaking wolf everybody's Everybody's a freaking wolf wolf and a star so if you take the r off of hunt's last name so you have athalar if you just do the athala Mm -hmm. the meaning of athala is noble Ooh. I hope that Hunt, like, stays good. I have a little bit of worry about that. That Hunt doesn't stay good? I don't know. Or that he's going to get himself in some kind of tricky situation where he's it looks bad. He's already in a tricky situation. I, yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, the, the fake drug deal thing was sketchy. That's never really resolved. Yeah. We just... I think that... And then now he's going to, like, stab Julius Caesar in the back. I'm just like, oh... I know you're oh, welcome. Hunty. You're really welcome for that. You're welcome. I love ruining your day. <laughs> I thought it was, I thought that one was probably one of the most compelling ones that I, I brought together for us. Et tu brute. Yeah. He's definitely going to kill Isaiah. Yeah. I haven't gotten good vibes from Isaiah from the get go. Like, he would just, he wouldn't also, even stand Naomi, up for Hunt. Naomi and the other guy, what was his name? And they like get killed and like his likeness is shoved into a box in the bottom of the ocean and he's going to be sentient forever, but yeah. like never be able to get out. Yeah. How horrifying. It's almost, 
the same as Jurian. He had to watch everything that stupid fucking bitch did. For 500 for years. For 500 goddamn years. And he came out like a stud. <laughs> he needs therapy. <laughs> Good luck to He aside. has therapy. Its name he, is Vasa. Yeah. <laughs> He's just banging it out with Vasa. All the time. Also, Pippa's a bitch, but I just... <laughs> Who the hell's Pippa? Pippa Spestos? Spetsos? Spetsos? God, I don't even remember. She is the one that she joined Ophian. And she's oh, the co- okay, okay. She's the commander The Sophie, of, the... She's hunting Sophie. Gotcha. Yeah. So I recall. I just saw that she became the commander of their special Lightfall unit. Makes sense. Because why not? Pippa was part of the team that helped. Oh, wait, no. She didn't hunt. She was helping find her. Pippa was part of the team that helped fellow rebel Sophie Renest rescuing her brother Emil and several other children out of Kavala. Okay, the reason, because I was like, she was a bitch. It's because she was faithful in a fervent soldier but also a fanatic who viewed all veneer as enemies she's the one that like hunts them when they're in like a submarine or some shit yes she was an opportunist and her goal was to become part of Ophian's command so she was trying to yeah because I was like wait a minute oh she's a full-blooded human who doesn't have any powers she's just a huge bitch yeah which is is a power in its own how has she survived this long Cause she's a huge bitch. She has other people do her dirty work. Mm. She's probably used a truth teller and carved them up like a Thanksgiving Turkey. Ugh. Her status is disease, dis- diseased. Nope. <laughs> Deceased. Presumably. Dun dun. But yeah. And I have some other names on here that, but they're not like super key players. So we really went through and we hit the big, we hit the big ones for Crescent city. When I say start, just started my reread of silver flames, literally read the like prologue last night before bed. And then my brain was like, Nope, we can't step foot into this world yet. Nope. Uh, you can have that little bit of Nesta having her nightmare of the cauldron and that's all you get. And then you need to go to bed. But like I said, I read like the first one and a half chapters of Crescent City and I highlighted like every other sentence. Yes. And I, I had that contemplation last night where I was like, should I, since I've already read everything, should I reread Earth and Blood and then silver flames because you had brought up that there's a lot of callbacks to silver flames I, from yeah. but i actually i saw someone recommend that the other day like after you read earthen blood to read silver flames again before you move on and um i, mean, I might I'll, do it because i love silver flames. i love silver flames that's why i'm like i don't want to wait <laughs> so maybe i'll do that maybe i'll do silver flames and then earthen blood and then read silver flames again yeah because also just Nesty. I could just live in Sarah J. Mass's brain all the time. Ugh. I love it here. Can you imagine how many of her little SpongeBob's run around in those file cabinets and have to pull out how to make a fucking Krabby Patty every other day? 
I make a lot of Nickelodeon references. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> but I think that we're, we're seeing a lot of, first off, the Julius Caesar thing. We're going to see that play out for sure. There's just, that is just too, especially his first name being Salvation of the Lord. I think he's going to try and do something to like, quote unquote, be the salvation. And it's going to basically fuck Hunt over. And then he's just going to have to fucking kill him. Which is funny because, or I've seen Hunt being like likened to a Jesus kind of thing. And the crown of thorns is like pretty obvious, but somehow I didn't catch it myself. Something is going to go down with Isaiah I'm hoping that we get to see a little bit more maybe about he, Fury. Okay. Maybe he's Hunt's salvation by being offed by Hunt. <laughs> maybe this is how Hunt redeems himself. He well, kills Isaiah. And maybe it's not so much of a betrayal and maybe more of a self-sacrifice kind of thing. Hunt, I'm going to kill you. And Isaiah's like, do it. <laughs> okay. So. Maybe it could be a front for something else or who fucking knows. First off, also Hunt can be a little unhinged. Maybe he yeah. looks at Bryce wrong and <laughs> then that's over. I hope it's more serious than that. No. Okay. So we've come up with that. We come up ourselves. with that. I'm really proud of that. I also think I have nailed that Danica's sword is Narbon or at least something maybe it's ataraxia i don't know yeah but it's one of them suckers i think it's narbin because that one's missing yes i think it's narbin because it's dark and then bryce has the star sword which is light yes i agree i also loved and which i'm sure that other people had made it with lydia but her name meaning stag and noble one and yeah. her hind is that's a female deer like the just her fucking parallels. Also the fact that she is the, the flame whenever her and rune are in their dreamscape. If that's not a fucking parallel to Aelin. Yeah. And to be on that cover, because given that glimpse of how this is opening, we're opening up in Lydia's POV. Yeah. That I wasn't, I did not see that coming. I didn't see that coming. I'm so excited, but that explains a lot about the cover. Yeah. It's just that gold, that split face, all of those parallels with the stags, with Is it fire. Yet? <sighs> How many days till Flame and Shadow? Christmas time is near. <laughs> it was like chilly this morning and I was like, oh, it's fall. You're like, oh. And then by <laughs> one o'clock, you're like, oh my God. 142 days 100 from this recording. Eee! That feels like a long time, y'all. Feels like a long time, but it won't be. And Aelin is literally called the queen of flame and shadow. Yeah. And to start out with Lydia as her POV opening the book. it, It's just, it's literally just punching us in the face. She's giving us that much. She's slamming her fucking fist right into our faces. She do be doing that. She do be. And then holding us underwater till the bubbles don't come up. And that's. Iran river of sorrows. And it's going to lead us right into Hades. <laughs> My woes take me over and I never leave. Yeah. And then just Regalius being the foot in the Orion constellation. Some Hunt's going to take his ass out. Juniper being the name of the whole freaking galaxy. And then 
What was there was and then Sophie having where her name means rebirth. Even though Emil doesn't have any powers, that doesn't mean, or allegedly doesn't have any powers, that doesn't mean that... The Thunderbirds were thought to have been extinct. Yeah. I think that we'll see more with Emil because for her Sophie's seemingly alive. Yeah. No, I thought they proved that she was dead. I thought they found her chains and they were empty. I thought that... (laughs) I do remember that, but I also thought that Therian figured out that she hadn't made it. And that they were too late when they found her. I don't, this excerpt from someone's blog says, the disappointing part was that in the end, Sophie really did die. And in the prologue, Emil wasn't a Thunderbird at all, making him all but useless to anyone. (laughs) Oh my God. He is a little boy. Yeah. I think she's dead. Okay. I think that was part of our like mystery thriller section of the book to think that she was still alive. They found her and... They removed her from down there, so nothing would come up and eat her. Oh, they rescued her corpse. Yeah. And Bryce notices something on her arm. Wasn't that some of the symbols that she goes to look for in Jezebel's archives? Carved series of numbers and letters that indicates a sequence. Hunt's power... He senses Bryce is in danger. Bryce asks the ship captain for some privacy so Hunt can calm down. They bang it out, discover they can transfer their powers to each other. They bang it out. <laughs> they do be doing that. The Hellhound reveals that this sequence marks a door in the Asteri's archives. That's why they're there in the first effing place. When Bryce is in the Asteri archives, Regelius appears on the scene and tells Bryce he planned all along for her to find Sophie's intel and visit the archives because Bryce has the power to open portals, and he wants her to open a portal to her home world, which ousted the Asteri thousands of years ago. Regelius craves the magic of this world. Hunt and Rune are arrested. The Hind appears on the spot and helps them out. She reveals she is Agent Daybright, the person with whom Rune has been falling in love. And he's mad. Bryce has no option but to visit the planet Hell to fetch help. Pretending she is taking Regalius to her homeworld, she escapes from him and portals to Hell. However, the new planet she reaches is unlike any description of Hell she has read. No one seems to understand her until she speaks in an ancient fey tongue. She is met by someone who introduces himself as Resand, a character in the Court of Thorn and Roses series. It is clear that Bryce is not in Hell, but somewhere else. Possibly her homeworld. Dun, dun, dun. And then that's how we've been left hanging. Yeah this entire time but yeah breaking down the names is definitely giving insight into it's fun Lydia's Lydia's is really fun Lydia's is really fun Regalius was really fun because I'm very convinced that Hunt's gonna kick his ass Um, Acheron River is very fun that is very fun the fact that Isaiah is going to die I am here right now on record Isaiah is going to die and long live Lily our little flame we learned a lot i think that's definitely going to give us exactly what we need coming into january and i'm still having fun it's still fun we got two other worlds that we haven't even talked about and there's so much i like i said i'm i'm one and a half chapters into crescent city i've highlighted damn near everything because it's all important it's all because everything she says is fucking important it is well, okay. Thanks for listening. We have to stop. We're we, gonna go crazy. Yeah. 
if we don't stop now, we'll still be going yeah. whenever the book releases in January. Thanks for being here. Thanks so much. Love you. Bye. Okay. Bye. <laughs>